Yo, what's up everybody? It's Chris Rose Royce and I'm on the Atypical Podcast. We'll be talking about everything from my experiences in Nigeria to the culture, to the food, to growing up in a rural small country town to where I, where I go to church now. Catch me on Atypical Podcast. Holla! Welcome to another episode of Atypical Podcast with Deji and it's atypical, not atypical <laughs> for those that have been listening for a while. You've heard me say that a thousand and one times. Right. It's an inside joke. Okay. Tell, do you want to tell me a little bit about if it? If I have to explain it, then it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but with me uh, today, I have Chris and Chris, introduce yourself. Yeah. Hey guys. Um, so my name is Chris. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm 32. Um, I'm a Christian rapper. Um, I go by Chris Rose Royce. That's my stage name. Um, I serve in our campus ministry, uh, Oasis Georgia branch. Yeah. Paula, the, you know, boy, a town. Um, <laughs> what else do I do? I, I'm a man of, of many, many Players and flavors, I like to think of. You know, I love it. Yeah. I love it. You went, you went in with the age, though. You dropped the age you on know, them. That was it is quick. What it is. It is what He's it is. like, you know what? And by the way, like I'm a proud millennial. Exactly. You know, like we're we proud of. You know what? You know what happened to me? I think it must have been like my early. I don't know what age I was at the time, but a friend of mine had said, uh, "This was several years ago." How is he even that old? But anyways, like, <laughs> and this is because we went to school together. Okay. So we're in school at the same time. He had made reference to like how he turned a certain age. I don't know if it was 25 or if it was 30, you know? And then he, he said the weirdest thing. He said, it all goes downhill from there. And even back then Bruh. I was like, um, no, like whenever people not, say that, I'm like red flag. Yeah. I'm like, and, and, and plus, you know, we're understanding now the power of words. I would never. I imagine that my life can only get better. Yeah. You know what it makes me I think of? I expect my life to want to get better. Yeah. It, it, it's giving for me um, those. So I grew up in a small town, like small country, yeah. rural town, 7,000 people. And there would always be those group of people that like after they graduate, mm -hmm. they'd be like, man, those were the golden days. And they're working in like a factory. They never left the small town. <laughs> the and all they're remembering is their glory days playing yeah. high school sports. Yeah. And all I could think about was, bro. If your glory days were the first 18 years of your life, yeah. and then the, what is the rest of your life? Yeah. That's scary to me. I think it's it's crazy that some people peak in high school. That's like the... <laughs> you peak in high school, that's that's not good. No, it's terrifying. And let that be a word of encouragement, like, really, to anyone that's listening, that's mm. like, you know, a teenager feeling like you're uncool, Feeling like you're, you know, um, you're not, you know, popular. Yeah, maybe you're, you're not, not like the cool yeah. person in class. Yeah, that's yeah. a short period of time of your life, man. Like, don't, don't um, immediately expect that everybody that was that looks glorious now is going to continue that way. You still have time to shine. And and two, like, I don't want to throw shade at those people that <laughs> oh that do think that way. That yeah. might be listening in. 
because there's still time. Like literally, yeah. like you can be 45, you can be 50 years old, and you can change your life. You know? Absolutely, and you can have a whole full life. Absolutely, in the you know latter part of your your latter 50 years, right? So like, I don't want to be a shade thrower here. Let's talk about let's talk about. Um, and you're right. Like even those who picked then and. You know, and their lives aren't, yeah, and said that yeah. their lives aren't so great now, they can still, you know, recover, right? right. I love that. That's actually very, very kind of you. Amen. You know? I've always, like, had this imagination of, like, now it's a movie thing. I'm not interested in doing that. But, like, you know, when I was, you know, um, younger, I used to imagine, like, moving to a small town of 7,000 people. What is, what's it like living in a small town? First off, why, why did you imagine that? Because the movie sold it to me. <laughs> am I the only one? Because it's like you're, peaceful you're, I'm not the only quiet. one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. like one bug, cowboy scene, everybody knows each other. You're like, right, you're right. The movie sold it. No, but that's how it is. Yeah. Those are actually pretty accurate scenes. But, and, and maybe it's, you know, I don't even want to put it on. So you asked me how it is. For yeah. me, it felt like prison. Whoa. <laughs> No shade, no shade. And I will say now that I go back, was that pretty? Was that intense? <laughs> that wasn't the expected. So, so like, imagine like you you fantasized about someone. Else, someone yeah. tells you it's like, oh, and I just like literally like, your dreams just shattered okay. right in front of your face. <laughs> well, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear more. No, so like, okay, so in in here and maybe this will lighten that a little bit. Like now when I go back, yeah. I do appreciate it more. Okay, right, okay. and like now that I've matured a little bit, that I've you know, had a renewing of my mind and it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, I can appreciate a lot more of the values and, and honestly, I, I do thank God that I've like, I was in more of like a controlled conservative environment mm -hmm. because if I was in a more like liberal progressive environment, mm -hmm. I might've been off the rails mm -hmm. more than I already was. Right. But like, um, to answer your question, like for me, it was, I, I just had this longing for knowledge and for want to want to learn to want to like take risks, to want to like kind of, you know, just explore, I guess. And yeah. for me too, I don't know if everybody can relate to this, but like, I really love traveling. Okay. I, okay. I like okay. E even the type of person, like I love being in the airport and just people watching and just appreciating the differences that people have amongst themselves. Even if I don't agree with the things that they like wear or do or whatever, it's just so fascinating to me. So like, I think that's so cool about you, actually. Yeah. And for those, I mean, if you, you, a lot of people will be listening to this and not watching, right? Right. Uh, so if you can't tell by the voice, like Chris is my white boyfriend, <laughs> right? Well, my hey, you boy, wait, wait, my my friend that's a white boy, um, and he's so immersed. I think it's amazing how you're like immersed into other cultures in a very um like you're appreciative of other cultures you know talk about your love for like nigerian food man give me some jollof rice and some suya any day, <laughs> any day. Please. You got, yeah, there's no way you're not gonna talk about that there's no way I'm not <laughs> what was your first experience in nigeria like oh man um i was excited i was really excited because i've never i'd never been out of the country Wow. That was actually so, so technically I did travel. I was on a cruise mm -hmm. it, like that my mom took me on. It was like a graduation trip. Okay. Um that she like it was a gift. Very small town thing yeah. to do. Right. Like <laughs> cruise. It's like you're on the cruise. You're not really you know, yeah, going yeah, out yeah, and exploring yeah. the islands. But we did do that. So technically I was out of the country for those times. But um but that was my first time like actually flying overseas and on the eastern side of the of the world and like seeing a country like in its entirety. Mm -hmm. It was exciting. Um, 
I'm the type of person where I, like, to be honest, like I would love to backpack through places and just make friends with strangers and just get through I feel, the I day. Feel, I, I, honestly, like, every day, I like to operate. every day I feel like um, Chris's, like the voice of Chris's conscience. Cause I feel like without, <laughs> like, without, without someone that, like me to be like, bro, like sit <laughs> your butt down. Off a cliff or something. This guy, this guy, <laughs> This guy will literally carry a backpack and go across the world. But that's really cool, though. It's just, you get the most interesting people when you when you live. Life you that actually way. do. You yeah. actually do. And and you actually generally strike great conversations with people. Okay, so top five things about Nigeria. Least five things. Let's go. Top five and least five. Okay, top five. I love the I love the vibe of the people. Okay, like the people are so friendly yeah. and welcoming. And and like it's so opposite of the United States because in the United States we're just go 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 money 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 capitalism yeah. capitalism capitalism and then it's like you can chill there you can have a conversation. And people will still will still ask you for money, right? They'll yeah, still, they, yeah. Okay, true. Airport folks still gonna get you up, get the money. That's, right? that's in my top five least favorite things. Those airport guys with the fake uniforms on that are like, hey, stop. Excuse me. Give me a tip. I'm like, bro. I ain't giving you no tip, bro. I'm from America, okay? I don't tip. I don't tip people for taking my luggage. I don't know what you're talking about. Bro. <laughs> top five. All right, so that's top five. So one good. The people, the vibes, yeah. People and vibes. I don't know if you want to make those two or three. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the the food. Um, obviously, these are interchangeable. I'm not going to list them off in order. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that, like, Christianity is in the culture. Mm. Like, I love that. Like you see signs everywhere for billboards and there's like, or for billboards about like pastors and about churches and about God. Interesting. I think that's really cool that like, it's, you know, we make light of that. I don't think we really even noticed that. Right. But, but see, like you don't see it in America. That's, that's like true. all the billboards in America are for insert sales ad for yeah. what company, you know? Yeah. And it's cool that like, it's kind of like, it's kind of a glorified thing. And I'm sure there's a negative to that in some sense as well. Mm. But like, I appreciate that. Like it's kind of, it's, it's respected to be a man of God in that country. That's true. And here it's kind of like, yeah, whatever, bro. You know, yeah. like it kind of feels like that sometimes unless you're in the culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else? Number five, number five. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like probably the women. There's some beautiful women in Nigeria. Good like, There's some point. really beautiful women in Nigeria. Be, see, Chris is single as a Pringle. I think so. And no, you're right. I, you're believe, right. I believe that when Chris gets married, I will be surprised if he's not a Nigerian woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and love what Nigerian woman specifically. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Good. Okay, so at least five. So at least five. five. So that, right? Um, the traffic is pretty gnarly. And when you say that, you mean like the the extortion of yeah, people? The airport, yeah, the airport, airport people. extortion. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the guys that are dressed regularly, yeah. but the guys that are dressed in uniforms, they drive me nuts. Um, <laughs> and like, I know it's That's them. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Why? So particularly, everything was good, but do you remember that last time I went mm-hmm. and I got and I got held up because I didn't have my visa on arrival? Yes. And yes, then, yes, yes. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you really had it. It was just like just the processing process. and they, they just like held you forever. Right. Really what they wanted was money. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of a bad taste. Yeah. But I the guys, that, the guy that like there was, they like assigned a guy to like guard me, you yeah. know, he was actually really nice and cool. And we like went up to this lounge and kicked it and it was air conditioned and it was chill. Um, but then on the way back, that same trip, I was with um, 
I was with another Love World member, and they did the whole thing, right? And and I knew that I'd been past that same table yeah. when you're going to check in and you're going to the gate, yeah, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, let's check your bags." And she was she thought she had to go back, and I was like, "Don't worry about them. Let's just keep walking." It's like that part where you walk past the mm-hmm. first set of uh, duty free stores. Um, yeah. And and uh, and then the guy like ran after us and was like, hey, man, like, I'm just trying to check your bag. And he was actually nice. And yeah. he actually was like, you know, I was borderline disrespectful what you just did and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you also supposed to stuff with him. Though. Yeah. And so there I learned that the hard way. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, sir. And like, I actually was like really apologetic and yeah. genuine. And he was like, he cooled after that. And like, it was cool. But I'm just like, bro, like that's that right there happened because there's the ones that aren't legit. And then the ones are legit, you know? Yeah. So it's just a that's a pain. It's hard um, to tell, and it's hard to tell. That's that's interesting. Okay, so what's your number two? So number two, the traffic probably. Okay. Um, I don't mind it, like in a sense of like, like I kind of it's it's wild, but like I don't understand how like everybody has horns and they don't have turn signals, you know? Because it's like you, how do you hear from all these angles at one time and know where everybody is? You know what I mean? Like it just sounds like you, you either have like like. Like how dogs have uh, ultra yeah, good yeah, hearing, yeah, yeah, they can yeah. hear um, subs like sound, uh, what or like bats, how they can hear echolocation. Like how do you? How like, do you know where all this like, is coming from? Yeah, like I feel like I'd be spazzing if I tried. Let to, me like, tell you a f- funny story. Okay, before you get to your number three, some good friend of mine, um, and imagine uh, this guy, and I hope he's um, he's uh, um, he watches this or listens to it. Uh, Joshua, Joshua has to be like close to seven feet. Huge guy. Wow. He was born and raised in America, but his parents are from Nigeria. Okay. So Joshua goes back to Nigeria and he makes the worst mistake ever. He decides to drive. Dude literally like drives in Lagos and I don't even know how far he went, but he ended up like when everybody started like yelling and this wasn't just like, it was like the, the honking, right. the yelling, the people also yelling the, out like, the window. And- he panicked so yeah. hard he parked right there like in the middle of the streets and he couldn't move and you know Nigerians they, they will literally like hit your car like with their hands like he right. felt like it was under like, <laughs> physical threat like and this guy is huge right. he said he was scared right right he's a big guy in your like life. he was scared like Nigerian traffic is not for the weak yeah it's not for the weak okay so what's number, your number three I um it's actually it is on my bucket list to drive there once though so just drive there well just one time just one time Cause I'm pretty aggressive when I want to be. I drive every time in the US. Yeah. And if I'm in America for longer than two weeks, I always feel like I need to relearn how to drive in America because I do not drive under any circumstances in Nigeria. Yeah. I just don't drive in Lagos. Yeah. I really don't. Well, maybe not Lagos. You can do it. I mean, you, you, I mean, as an adventure. Yeah. That's, that's how I look at it. Like it's a one-time thing. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a bucket list it's thing. It's like, it's like wanting to drive in India. Yeah. Have you seen those videos of like yeah, and they have no streets without- and like everybody's driving. It's like everybody has x-ray vision and they know yeah, where everybody's exactly going. Like they, yeah. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, like the three, three, three more things that I don't like, um, that's an interesting, it's harder to find things that I don't like. What about Trump? Um, the heat. That- yeah. The heat's kind of, uh, kind of up there. Uh, to be honest, like I don't mind the heat that much. Yeah. Um, but I don't love it either. Like I'd rather be cool than like be sweaty. Musky. Yeah. Be musky. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be smelling good than like. You know, need a shower, like smell like I need a shower before the end of the day. I know, um, I know, I know. So, That's wild. So there's that. Um, what else? Well, what oh, about? Okay. Hold what? On. So, ah, uh, I'm in trouble for saying this one. Um, the pepper. 
in some. I, I wanted you to say that. I wanted you to it's, say that. In like in like some food, I think it's like Yoruba food, right? Like yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, put yeah, so yeah, much yeah, pepper yeah, in their yeah, food. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I don't want any hate from my Yoruba folks because I eat it. Yeah. I eat it joyfully. Yeah. But it's done me dirty <laughs> a handful of times. And Pastor had to literally help me. Do you want to tell that story? That story it was pretty funny, though. wasn't it? It, was, it wasn't funny when it was happening. It was guys. terrible when it was happening. It was the most <laughs> terrible situation. Uh, yeah, so like first IPPC. Um, You're really telling the story. Yeah, You're tell telling it. the story, guys. Let's go. Let's I'll go. Tell let's it. go. It's funny. It's a funny story. Like it's if it's entertaining for everybody else, like yeah. they can laugh at my my embarrassment. <laughs> um, so I've been eating all the Nigerian food, and this is my first time in Nigeria, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm indulging. I'm like, every time we get a meal, I'm finishing the plate, yeah. you know? And that's just how I eat. That's like, like one, I just love food. Two, yeah. I'm like, even though I don't like, even though I don't love it, like I'm going to try to figure out a way to appreciate it. Because mm-hmm. I think some things you just don't like I right like away. I like that. I like that. So you got to acquire a taste for something. I like that. Well, almost everything that you're not used to, like you have to acquire a taste. So it's almost like I don't I don't count my first. I hope PG is listening to you because Pastor Graduate is like, uh, I've heard like he's a, really picky. And food. Simpa, like this guy, <laughs> this guy, I saw this guy's plate at a party yesterday and yeah. I was like, that's the most boring plate <laughs> in this place. Like this dude like packed like ton of like jollof rice, rice and like two pieces of uh, or chicken and fish. Oh, so there was a whole spread there. There was a whole spread. Oh, wow. There was a whole spread. There was, there was geese dodo. <laughs> there was uh, 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 moi moi. You've tried moi moi, right? I had moi moi. Yeah. I haven't had geese dodo. Like, that's how you say it? Giz, so geese dodo is like dodo, like that's uh, the plantain. Okay, okay. With uh, gizzards. Okay. Right? There was that. There was like fried rice. There was like pounded yam. There was a ton of stuff. Wait, you, you don't like pounded yam? No, he does not. That's interesting. Arrest him. Arrest him now. <laughs> Straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> Were you just not feeling it? No, it's not a crime. It is a crime. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. So, so, you know, I'm indulging, right? So yeah. then, so then this is the second, was it the second to last day? It was the day before we were leaving. Yeah. Right. So we usually leave on Monday. Right. I think. <laughs> and then Sunday is last service. And so we were doing the awards night it was for the last night this particular year. And it was toward the end of the show. But let's just say my tumbly got a little rumbly. No Winnie the Pooh. It wasn't a good thing. And I'm like, oh, no. And it was one of those. Oh, no moments. Like, so. So I'm like, oh, this is bad. So I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm, it was one of those moments where you got to squeeze and walk. Like I'm trying to be like tasteful here, but like give you guys how like hard and chat. Like I want you to empathize with me a little bit here. So I'm like, and I, you got to traverse out of the building, right? Out of the, the front side of the building, all the way to the outhouse, which is on like the left side of the building. If you're, if you've been on the campus in a Shay Shay Lane, you know what I'm talking about. And I get there. And I, I get there and there's no toilet paper yeah. in any stall, yeah. <laughs> in any stall. And I am absolutely distraught. Okay, let's not say that. 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 Not say what? Let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys my side of the story. Let me tell you my side of the story. Oh man! I walk out of the session, great session and everything, and I see Chris like. 
hanging out over by the corner by his lone self. <laughs> so I walk over to Chris. And I'm like, Chris, is everything okay? The pastor, we gotta go. I said, okay. <laughs> I, said, I said, I've been beat to the bathroom. He said, there's absolutely no toilet. <laughs> you know what? You know what? So I was talking like that. That's exactly how I he said was it. That's under such a good <laughs> I felt for this guy. Then I said to him, I said, <laughs> I said, Chris, can you walk? <laughs> I was trying not to burst out in tears, I swear. <laughs> When you're triaging a patient and you're saying you're asking them questions, you know, can you breathe? <laughs> you know, what's your blood pressure like? Say, he said, Yeah, I could try. Okay, so let's walk. Because <laughs> now we're going to do like about a, I think that must be like, be like, a, like a half a mile, close, maybe a 0.35 sure, mile. Sure, it's a good walk. walk. It's a good walk. So the whole time in my mind, I'm praying, Lord, help this I'm just guy. trying to keep up. I'm just trying to keep up. Help this guy. And I'm holding on for dear life. Yeah, because I, I found him. At, I knew like a secret, you know, like a separate area where, you know, there was like supposed to be like, you know, other stuff in the bathrooms and stuff. And then we walk all the way there, you know, and. So the story ends. <laughs> but good news is. We nothing catastrophic happened. Nothing, nothing we catastrophic made it. happened. We made it. We made it. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Seriously. That is a hilarious story to tell, man. I'm glad you told that. I'm I, glad even, you told I even told it at my Christmas that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. Yeah. I remember. So, it, it is what it is, you know. What an experience. You know what Chris said to me when we were walking there? Like, I don't remember the exact words or something to the effect of. I know what I said. What did you I say? Think I know if, if I think I know what you're saying. I was like, I was like, wow. Well, I, I guess we're a lot closer now, Pastor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like someone you, well, we're about bonded for life now. <laughs> I was we're like, if I can tell you that, if you can be here with me in this moment, you can be here with me at any time. And it's been true. It's very true. It's been true. It's oh man, that's true. awesome. <laughs> okay, so number four, number five, quick. Four and five. Um. What did, what did I say? He, um, I, so yeah, like the, well, he traffic four, extortion. The four was pepper. Was oh yeah. Four was pepper. It was yeah, just yeah. like the extreme spice in some yeah. of the foods. Mm-hmm. Not I mean, all of them. Um, you know, I, I would like to travel. I would like to see the city more. So I don't know if it's really anything against oh, okay, okay, Lagos okay. or like, or Nigeria. It's as more a whole. against IPPC schedule. Yeah, and also I just like I mean I could always book my Not trip against. before yeah, or after, yeah. you know. It's just like, like planning IPPC schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would ask I would like honestly this year I want to build more friendships from Aww. people overseas. So that way like I can just be like, hey bro, I'm about to next year I can be like, hey bro, like can I come early and just crash yeah. with you for like a bit, you know? That'd be awesome. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So I, I'd say I don't know if that's like answers the question for the fifth point, but no like, no no, no I love it. Yeah. Love it. That was a good five on five. That was a good five on five. I did dig okay. the fifth one, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. good. That's a, yeah, that's a good one that you had to right? dig. That's a good one. All right. All right. So let's go back to living in a small town. You talked earlier about getting up in, up into stuff. Let's talk about that. Right? Okay. So we've done the laughs and giggles. Right, right. Let's get to the let's get to the meat. To the, the potatoes. To, to the, yeah, to the meat and potatoes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was what was you how, how did you how did you get into stuff? In a small town, what, what, what was that? Uh, uh, what was the segue to that? So there's nothing to do. That, that's what it. That's what it is. Honestly, when you're a kid, I think everybody wants to explore a little, right? Like you just have a natural want to explore and see what's out there. And because 
you kind of feel trapped though and, and like you just that's what people do you know? by the way when i imagine your childhood somehow yeah like i imagine it like like when i paint it in my head yeah i paint like those <laughs> those kids in stranger things yeah like that world okay isn't that isn't without that close? The, without the supernatural stuff? No, yeah, yeah, without uh, supernatural yeah, stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Isn't uh, that close? Like the like the kind of a little more nerdy. Because like early nineties type yeah. period. That's the way things looked. But so like I had a PlayStation at like five or six, so I became a nerd. Like I played my video games all the time. Okay, I okay. loved video games, and most of my friends were gamers. Like mm-hmm. growing up as well. Um, but so we had like real. My parents were really strict mm-hmm. for some reason. So like they. Um, they just never let me hang out with friends. Okay. You know? So I, so like, I spent like, I think a lot of time alone, to be honest, like in my room and, um, it wasn't until like late middle school, like eighth, ninth, 10th, my high school years is when I actually started like having a social life, Mm. you know? And even then, like in a small town, like most parents are letting their kids like hang out, you know, there's curfews, there's like, you know, rules and stuff, but like, you know, they don't have to ask to do everything. Yeah. I had to ask to do everything. And like... Were you an only child? No, but I was raised like one. Okay. Because I'm adopted. So, and then my biological brothers and sisters are all, or my, my adopted, well, they're my real brothers and sisters in my yeah. opinion. They're all like 20 years older than me, married kids. So like right now they're in their 50s. So this is 40s. news to me. I've known you for three years. You didn't know any of this. And I did not know that. Yeah. So like, yeah. So they just... They moved back home a couple times when they went through tough life situations, but it was always for short stints. Mm-hmm. And then we'd get close for a little bit, but then they'd, you know, go and move. And then it was just me, you know? I see. So I, see. I always kind of felt like alone. And I don't know. Um, Do you remember um, anything before being adopted? I was adopted actually from birth. Oh, okay. So like the crazy story, my biological mother was adopted by my mom's that raised me. My mom that raised me's un- uh, brother. Okay. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so your your my adopted uncle, mo- adopted mom mm-hmm. sibling um adopted your biological yep. mom. Yep. But she didn't know and she didn't find out till 2011. And she was 40, you know, and my she gave me up when she was 24. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm trying to Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's a big girl. That's a I need to track. Yeah. This, how didn't she know? Um, wait, wait, let me paint. Sorry, I need sorry, to. I might have jumped too fast on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like my brain is trying to like, like figure out where. We're. Okay, so your mom. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, when I say your mom, I mean your adoptive mom, right? Right. Your mom. Has my mom a, that raised me. That's yeah. Your friend. mom that raised. Yep. Yes, your mom has a sibling, a brother. Yep. That brother. And a sister, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, but the brother. Adopted my biological mom. Adopted your biological mom. Yep. So while your biological mom was growing up, without you in the picture, she gets pregnant and decides to give up you for adoption. And then her father, her adoptive father's Mm. sister, decides that I'll take the baby. Yep. Okay, yes. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure that I like followed because yeah. like the web of like you know mom versus biological. Oh, it's versus, so confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Trust me, I get cool. it. Cool. I've explained it ten millions of times at this point. So okay, but yeah, like uh, exactly that. And so from what I understand, she was twenty four, 
and she just couldn't take care of me. Mm-hmm. My biological dad was, uh, um, he was a Syrian. So I guess his parents were very Eastern, mm. whatever they believe. I think they were Muslim or something like that. Um, I'm not sure, but, um, they, you know, didn't, they forbade her from marrying a white woman or for him, for him being with a white woman. So yikes. Yeah. That's so, tough. so then she was like, but then I guess my mom looked at her like, like really kind of took her under her wing and was always kind of there for her. Like an so you're part Syrian. Yeah. I'm a Syrian. Just Isn't that wild? Like a Syrian. Yeah. Yeah. Like the original, like, like one of the original Christians, right? Isn't that crazy? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's really gnarly. I always thought that was interesting, but, but yeah, so, um, so they adopt you and now you're growing up or like, like an only child. How, how much, or how, what age were your, um, adoptive parents when they, when they took, when they took you? My mom's 76 now. She's going to kill me for saying that on (laughs) the podcast. Um, (laughs) <laughs> 44 my mom would have been 44 wow so that would have made okay. my dad like 51 wow yeah. yeah so that means it took you like pretty really late that that's a huge age gap did you okay so uh, talk about it i don't want to <laughs> no you're yeah. good you're good um you know i didn't understand age the the the, the age gap thing you know yeah. i never even really it wasn't even a thought to yeah me. of course you wouldn't be able to tell i mean you're a kid yeah right right but like when i grew up like my friends would always like be like oh your grandparents came for parent teacher conferences you know they'd they'd always make that joke and like i was like whatever you know they're just older who cares it didn't really bother me that much but mm-hmm. then um um i mean yeah i mean aside from that it wasn't like it didn't really register that it was a big deal or anything, but then, you know, the older I've gotten, the more I realized like, oh, maybe that's why I didn't feel like close to them mm. was because like, I'm going through life in two generations essentially apart mm. from the life that they knew and experienced. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so it was just hard for, probably for them to relate, Yeah, you know? And even yesterday, like when we shot Oasis online and the talk show that Pastor G, Pastor Iris and I yeah, did, we talked you about, talk family, about family matters. matters yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was getting convicted in that one, and like even though I was on the panel, like I was getting convicted because I was like, "Man, I was isolating myself because I didn't understand things." But maybe if I would have just made more effort to be closer to my parents and my family, maybe we'd be closer. You know, we and you're making effort now. Now I'm making you really effort. are, yeah. But like you know, sometimes you you just look back and you're like, "Dang, that was 20 years that went by." Wow, that's a long time, you know, wow. to not really invest in a relationship, you know. So how did you get into stuff? Um, stuff. <laughs> um, my, my, uh, can I say it? Can I say what it was? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Okay. Uh, first time I smoked weed was, it was like, you know, one of those peer Don't pressure Don't worry. Moments. You're not like, yeah, you're like the third weed person. Well, I'm saying like, don't feel bad about it. Like, you, you know, yeah, yeah, the third, oh, I don't feel yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if this was like edited or like, oh no, like know. speak freely. Speak okay, freely. okay, cool, cool. Uh, you're with family, yeah. No, I don't, I, I don't regret anything I've done now at this point because you know, I'm a child of God, you know. So, uh, I mean, when you say you don't regret it, you mean like. <laughs> no, 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 just to qualify, like what you're saying is like it has no power over your life. It doesn't have any now. power exactly. over me. Yeah, that's yeah. What, and, and like I think it, it gives me a testimony that can reach people that have been through stuff like that. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. Like I, now I'm grateful that I can help be somebody that can reach those people. Because mm-hmm. um, I spent time with those people for so much of my life, you know? Yeah. So I have a soft spot for them. 
And, uh, but yeah, I mean, you start off doing weed cause everybody just smokes weed, right? Like, so it gets offered to you eventually and you're like, eh, I don't even think I do. I'm nodding, but I, I know nothing. Right, right. <laughs> you're nodding in li- like attentive listening. Attentive listening. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know what's, I know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, go ahead. And, uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I didn't, I don't even think I did it right. I don't think I even inhaled correctly or whatever, but like, I didn't really like it, but I just did it cause it was there and like, I wanted to be cool and I wanted to be liked. And that the peer pressure is a really real thing. And it's not like how it's in the movies where they're like, oh, come on, dude, do it or you're a loser. Like, <laughs> it's not like that. It's just yeah. pe- but people just, you know, you just want to be cool. And if everybody else does it, then it's like, I wonder how many people in the circle are actually like all like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know what if I want to do this. But then they all just do it because, you know, it's there. Um, and then, yeah, I smoked weed for a long time. Never really got into anything like harder than that. But I drank a lot. Not going to lie. I loved alcohol. Like, because I don't, I don't know, like I just, it make it would make you feel superhuman sometimes, but then you'd also feel like a complete piece of crap on the come down. <laughs> and then, um, it wasn't until I moved to Atlanta and got like, and made some good money. And then you're around a lot more stuff in Atlanta where I got introduced to like harder drugs, like pills, recreational pills and like wow. cocaine and yeah, stuff like that, you know? Wow. Now I would ask like how did that you know t- uh, um, you know turn around for you? But is there anything else that you, when you think back on like on your small town growing up experience, you know, is there anything else that you would say? Uh, what were what were the things that you would say you were most your fun your most fun memories, and maybe also like the things that you wish never happened. My fond memories. Um, probably hanging out with my friends. I don't know. Like my friends, even though we, cause we didn't always do drugs together. Mm-hmm. At first we were like just a bunch of kids that played video games together and you know, it was just an escape, but it, but at the, at the same time, that's what it was. It was an escape. And then, yeah. and then eventually it was just like, we just started doing drugs together and partying together. And Where are your friends? Where are they? Um, so they're all, some of them are in Wasion, like still in my hometown. That's mm-hmm. what it's called by the way. What did you say? Wasion. That's the reason. It sounds weird. I've never right? heard of it before. That's what, that's, that's what I had you say it again. It's yeah. only 7,000 people. So at least <laughs> it was a few years back. And uh, yeah, some of them are there like married kids or engaged uh, working in like, you know, factories or warehouses. That's pretty common. Like blue collar work is like yeah. really common out there. And then some of them like, you know, went to universities and graduated. A lot of them graduated and went to universities and like have kids or families or you know, they moved. I know one of my friends lives in Florida. Um, one of my friends lives in Texas now. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and it's, it's kind of weird, right? Because, like, I don't even talk to them anymore. Really? You know, so it's like, are Just we for still context, friends? by the way, like that yeah. small town yeah. is the same size as the college that I went to. I wouldn't be surprised. Like when a major went university. Went at that time. Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy. Just to, just to put it in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, and then how, like things that I, like, do you say things I regret? Is that what you asked me? Or things that you wish, you know, never happened. Um, that's a tough one. I don't really know if I, I, I'd say now with like where I'm at in my walk with Christ. Yeah. Like I don't regret anything. Yeah. But, um, but being molested sucked, (laughs) you know, like I, I kind of, and you talked about that in the video, in a, in a different, you know, forum before. Um, yeah. Like I shared it in some testimonies. That's something that men don't talk about. Yeah, no, they don't. That's why I talk about it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the way Satan works is, you know, he likes to isolate you and he'll make you think that it's, you know, scary 
yeah to talk about things to to illuminate things he doesn't want light to get to the darkness right mm. so if you have a dark memory if you have a dark thing that happened to you mm. and he wants you to keep it in dark all for, forever because then you'll never deal with it you'll never fix it and i think even even more importantly you know um what i found powerful about you know te- your testimony when you shared it is i i thought to myself how um those that had been through you know other young men that had been through stuff like that um and didn't know how to process it just because of the way society is and all their lives are just held on to it yeah and never never even being able to know like what to do what to do with it how you know sort of uh, um how that opens like a a, a a a space for light to come in for them i when i when i grew up in school um i think it's one of the most one of the least talked about things is male abuse. Yeah. And I'm sure even um, now. Yeah. And believe it or not, in Nigeria, that's a very popular thing. More popular than parents would it's actually. It's a lot more admit. common than people more want to common, acknowledge. Come on that parents. And 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 you know, uh, we like to say all the cool stuff in this show and you know, it's not per se cool, but it's a very important thing for parents to be aware of, yeah. especially of young boys because the I think what um abuse would look like for a young girl even for an attentive parent that's when the parent is attentive because they're they're signs yeah right it's not the same way that it looks for a young guy oh yeah i just, imagine that's probably true just because of the way the way we're brought up due to the, all, way, yeah. the way the the stereotypes of like how men are supposed to be you know not supposed to cry supposed to be tough supposed to just thug it out you yeah know, i don't know whatever you say and 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 uh, and there's stories there are also stories of like you know um kids boys that were molested by you know um older adults right yeah and especially when the older adult is in in, in some cases when the older adult is a woman the the young guy can process it as an achievement yeah and then they they live their life thinking that it's an achievement, but it's Thinks not. It's an achievement, but, but like, bro, you were. That's crazy. And I'm saying it to the camera because someone's like, on the like, listening, like, bro, you were abused. Yeah, and it's important you acknowledge that, you know, because that is conditioned parts of your life that you won't, that you're not even aware of. And 100%. there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, when you come to Christ, when you receive salvation, like all of that, just like your test, because yours is really a testimony. That's what this is, right? A testimony of the redemptive power of Christ. The yeah. testimony of Christ being your redemption. To the point where right? I don't regret it. Exactly. Like I literally wrote a song. I never, I haven't put the song out yet, but yeah. I think I shared it with you, you for something. And I'm going to come out with it eventually. I'm working on that part too, Yeah. you know, to make the testimony fully. But like, but in the song, like on the third verse of the song, I forgive yeah. The person that did that yeah. to me. And, you know, I was like, and, and that was the Holy Spirit, right? Like, he gave me that insight that, like, it was important that I do that. Yeah. You know? Um, Thank you for sharing that, man. That's, yeah, that's, 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 um, that's a tough thing. So how did you, how, you, you, you talked about the amazing month that you've had in September. I want us to, you know, close on that, right? Okay. But before we get to that, like, how did where and when did the transformation of your life begin what was that you know how did that begin to to happen you what, know you're talking about like my walk with christ just or? like of course like it's a walk with christ that you know led to that but like what or like what were the up things to that, that started even. up to that yeah um well i got out of atlanta and i or i got out of ohio made it to atlanta and i looked at that like it was an, a time 
to to like I could reinvent myself, right? I can do that, and and, and so that's when I started in sales, and it was because I'd been listening to a lot of podcasts about business and sales, mm-hmm. and you know I always kind of realized I had a gift for gab, right? And so I was like, well, you know, let me try to make money off of this God-given ability that I have, just connecting with people and like being a good, you know, having being a good conversationalist. So that's what I wanted to do sales for. And then I found that I was really good at sales, right? I started in door to door. And if you can be good at door to door sales, you can be good in any sales, really. It's you're making a connection with a complete stranger and getting them to invest time or money into a product or service. So I became really good. I started leading people. I started doing interviews. I was interviewing my own people and then hiring them, training them from the ground up. And so I got gifted this job, which I thought was an entry level sales role, but it actually turned into this thing where I'm like, wow, like, like I'm doing all of these things. I'm building all these like skill sets that I didn't realize I was going to end up being benefiting from later on in life. And then then when, you know, know, I got it pretty high up in the company, I was like, you know, I kind of saw some of the shady business practices they did Mm -hmm. and it kind of really affected me because I was like, I don't know if I can like, I don't want to do business with these people anymore. really, but I invested so much time into it. I was like, I can't, I don't know if I want to walk away either. Cause and I you were, found And you were thing. literally doing door to door sales at the time, like in the hot sun. Yeah. Knocking on doors. Every day. Um, six hours a day. We'd be in the field. We'd drive to the field. I was driving two hours a day and we'd be in the office some nights until midnight. It was like real life Wolf of Wall Street. Like wow. we would have boxing matches in the office. I got my nose broke twice in straight boxing what? fights. Yeah. Like literally I've never fought. <laughs> I never fought before it's a, that. It's the best base for me. <laughs> No, no, it was just like, who's taking bets? We got to have a fight tonight. Let's have a fight. You know, and there were gloves in the office and it was just, you know, whoever felt like getting some, <laughs> getting there, getting, you know, getting a beef out with somebody. Cause sometimes there would be beef amongst the guys, you know, and sometimes it was just like a friendly fight. Is like, that even legal? It, was, it wasn't legal at all. <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> we used to slap people in the face with squids and fish. Yeah. And pies, we would smash the pies in their face on challenges for Challenge Friday. If you lost and you face somebody head out, head out, face off, like they would get on their knees and literally you would stand over them with a pie and you one hand the pie right to their face. And I and I always I would beat the whole office would challenge me like 20 some people and I would beat all of them. I'd come back with like 12 appointments set and they and, and I would pie like 40 people because they challenged wow. me twice. It was so much fun. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But my that was my that's where I realized how competitive I was, you know. Count your days, that company. Yeah. Count your days. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think they do that. I don't think they do that anymore. Yeah, um, go ahead though. But um what was it what were you, what was the original question? No, just like your turnaround. Oh, moment. the turnaround. So like that got me into business, kind of. Like it gave me an introduction at least of like the dark side of business, yeah, doing good business, manipulating people how to lead well, yeah. you know, cause I got to see that happen. I got to see people be manipulated um, because like, you know, from, from money and power versus yeah. actually caring for them, you know? Mm. And then, um, you know, so, so, but you know what I appreciate about that experience? I could look at that three years and be like, wow, I wasted my time. Mm. But what I'm really grateful for, I actually think that that experience was for me because I saw what not, how not to lead. Wow. How not to wow. love intimately saw it too. Intimately saw like how to not take it like like how bad taking advantage of people hurts people, you know, and, and how seeking money is really like your own downfall when wow. you when you you know, I got to witness it, right? And 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 it made me realize who I don't want to lead me. 
And and that's really what I think made me open myself up to the Lord, to the word of God, because then as I'm discerning things, I'm like, okay, well, I've tried drugs and partying. The world says that's cool. You know, it's glorified in music. It's glorified everywhere. Uh, I've tried sex and that's glorified all over television and, and in the subconscious of everything that everybody does here in America. Um, I've tried, I've had corporate success in sales and you know, I've made good money. That didn't bring me happiness. When I had that stuff, I spent it on terrible things and I was unhappy still. And so then it's like, well, what else is there to try? You know, all these are all the things that on both sides of the spectrum, whether you're liberal or conservative, mm. we all, they, they do all those things. Mm. You know, they either are like have discipline and have a great, you know, build a family and be good conservative with your money or let's go hang out. Let's go have, you know, crazy parties, you know, you know, whatever, whatever. They both didn't bring me any fulfillment. They were, wow. It was temporary fulfillment. So then I think like, that's when I was like, Hey, like, let me, you know, see if God is real. Wow. And you know, that's when I started looking in and I was looking into other faiths too. I was looking into like Muslims and really like, I, yeah, I have a Quran. I have, um, I haven't read much of it, but like I had a friend who was a Somali. So she was a Muslim and she was my roommate. She was my, my roommate's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And so I would talk to her about, um, really just religion in general. And, and, you know, I knew more about God, but I didn't know anything though. And, uh, and then, yeah, uh, but, but Christianity for me, like that's how I grew up, you know, small town, everybody talks about God. So it was more natural to try Christianity first Yeah. and it just, you know, thank God I gave my heart to Christ. And so were you, were you going to church when you were like, when you were a kid? Uh, we went, but like, we stopped going when I was really young, when I was okay. like four or five. Oh wow. And like, I don't barely, re I don't remember anything. And then my brother-in-law, uh, my, my sister married my brother-in-law who's uh, and when they were dating and before the, before they got married and when they got married, he was the youth pastor. So like we'd go to his Sunday school class and he'd be teaching Sunday school, but I hated it. Cause I'd sit in there and the kids were so loud and rambunctious and I was a little older than all of them. So mm -hmm. I was like, these kids are so annoying. Just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and then we'd go into service and I would just like sit there and not really know what was going on. And I would ask questions to people in the pews or my sister or whoever. And they could never explain to me like what you know, what was being really talked about. It's almost like they didn't understand what was mm. being talked about. And so then I got annoyed. I was like, you guys don't even know what you believe. What are you even here for? If you're not like, if you're not really processing what you're here for, Yeah. you know, you're not getting, you're not walking away with anything. So I just, I just thought it was like a pointless religion. But then, you know, I, got, I think I got to a place of humility, at least from doing life by myself. Um, over, you know, all this failure and time and experience and, you so know. So did someone preach to you? Um, like, did you? There was a girl I used to date. Okay. She was an Ethiopian girl named Eskadar. Mm -hmm. And shout out Eskadar. I'm still cool with her. Um, she just like dropped her name like that. Yeah. I hope she, I hope she doesn't mind. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't, she, yeah, you know, I mean. So she doesn't care. She won't. I don't think she'll mind. They're probably like a ton of Eskadars anyway. <laughs> So no one's uh, gonna like identify true. her and say like that's right, you know right. the but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so so, um, me and her dated for a very short time, but she was so sweet. And so even though it didn't work, and it, and then she started inviting me. She invited me to church one time, and she wasn't a Christian when she met me in the month. Interesting. But then she gave her heart to Christ in that month of us wow. talking and dating. And then she brought me to church and all oh, she was, she was so on fire for God. She couldn't, she couldn't stop talking about God. And I was just like, shut up. You're so annoying. Like now, nah, like you're a different person. I don't want anything to do with you now. 
you're not cool anymore. You're not cool anymore. Like now you're just like, oh, you're like a weirdo. And <laughs> that's what I thought at the time. And you know, I went and did my bit. I went about my business then. We kind of stopped talking. And then, but she would check on me every once in a while. And she checked on me again after COVID when I, I moved back to Atlanta. And she was like, you should come to church with me again. And I was like, nah, probably not. And she was like, it's a different church. Like, it's a little more energetic. Like, just try it. You might like it. So I go. And it's in Amharic. That's her tongue, the native tongue that she speaks. And so I was like, great. Now I got to, like, sit through a translation again. But she was like, wait, stay, please. And I was like, okay. And she was so sweet about asking. So I stayed. And she translated for me. And she translated so well that I actually was very in tune to the message. Wow. And I couldn't even understand, right? But like, and then it, I came back again, and I came back again, and I came back again, and the pastor started making jokes. He'd be like, yo, this, this like, he like called me out one time. He's like, he's more engaged than some of you guys, and he can't even understand the language. Hmm. Like, like, I, like, she told me that he said that. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then like, he like called me up and like anointed me one time and like cast out, he said a bunch of demons from me hmm. that were trying to take my life. Hmm. And I don't know, you know, I was like, whatever at the time, but that was like my intro to Christianity. Wow. And, and what was attractive to me about it regardless was that, um, when they would worship, they would speak in tongues and they would, and they were just so happy. Like I could sense their spirit was so full of joy. Mm-hmm. And I just would look at that. I would look at them while they were worshiping. Cause I didn't know really what worship was or how to wow. worship, wow. but I would be like, wow, like they look really just blissful that looks like bliss and i was like i kind of want some of that like whatever they got i'll have one of those and uh and that's <laughs> whatever they got you know uh and yeah man like i kept coming back and then eventually she was like you know i want you to learn the word in english and the crazy thing is she sent me but when during that period of time where i was going to her um church she sent me pcdl before I even met wow. anybody from Love World. And so she she wasn't in Love World, but she sent you the Pastor Chris. She liked Pastor Chris, Ivory. though. Wow, okay. So she, yeah, so she sent me the PCDL app and was like... So that was your first introduction to Pastor Chris? Yeah, through her for that app. And then when she said she wanted me to learn the word in English, she actually introduced me to Sister Linda. Wow. And then Sister Linda passed me to Sister Debbie because I would just transferred from Baltimore to, Mar- to Atlanta. I did not know that. You didn't know that. Yeah. No, like for one day I was in Sister Linda's cell. And that's how you joined Love World. Yep. So talk so talk about what your life is now. Because, you know, we were in church earlier today. Mm-hmm. You, had, you know, shared the most beautiful testimony. Thank you. Of, you know, what the Lord is doing in your life now. You know, what God is doing in your life. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so, I mean, right now, you know, it's been a journey to get to this point. I feel like, and here's the thing that I find most beautiful about your story. I feel as you're talking, right? In some parts, I feel like I'm, I'm literally like walking, walking with you and like seeing the and whole thing. You're remembering thing. things, and I'm remembering things. Yeah, I'm remembering things because I'm remembering the days when you know you, you would have to call me maybe um after a long day of like your sales job yeah, work i'd be like, passing like my job oh you're sucks. in the car and then you know oh i'm in between houses yeah. and like i remember I that somebody about that too i remember recently. that yeah. and then now like to see you like in a you have you have a really good sales um development representative jo- job right that you've been rocking for over a year now i think yep yeah, right? i just had my, te- my uh, year anniversary in september yeah yep. 
like it's it's, it's going to be a year. Yeah. You 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 um have like a stable place that you've been staying in. You're not working like in the hot sun anymore. Oh yeah. You know and AC even talking even talking to you remote. like yeah you're it's walking awesome. remote it's you're walking remote from home and just like living the life. It's great and I take my laptop wherever I go because so like I can come to ministry programs and I can work. I can you know fit in the time where I need to get work done but still just show those, up like. like that's the, that that amazing. makes me grateful. I love it for you. And and like and I'm making the best money I've ever made too. And I'm not knocking hot door like you know in the hot sun knocking doors. Like I just I was I didn't even share this part of the testimony this morning. But I had the most lucrative month of my career in the in September. This same month of the month of harvest. Or, yeah, crazy. And like wow. and I didn't even focus on work. I put the Lord first. And uh, you know, like you said, like it's been a journey to get to this point, but. You know, and for anybody listening, like, don't get discouraged mm. when the enemy comes because he will come mm. and he still comes to those, even the, the mightiest people that we look up to and faith. Absolutely. He still comes to them too, right? The thing is, they know that he he's already defeated. Yes. And I had to train myself to know that. And I had to train myself how to fight when those, you know, opportunities come. And that requires, you know, diligence in the word and diligence in prayer but it also comes with like all the many conversations that we have that the, the, the network that we have access absolutely. to absolutely it wasn't for you and pastor debbie and you know it's amazing and, and it makes so much sense to me now especially why we talk about why we revere our leaders so much because god really does specially handpick mm. the people the leaders that he puts in our lives mm. for us mm. you know and and like there's times where i really sit down and i'm like man like i get why god brought me to you and to pastor debbie because the type of person I am, you know what I mean? Like, to me, you're the, con the consummate Christian man. Like, you know when to be firm. You know when to be soft. You know when to, you know, you do both really well. And, like, that's the kind of man I aspire to be. Mm. You know, there's, like, like culture will always say, oh, there's the super alpha side or there's the super beta side. And there's, like, neither of those things are subscri subscribed to what uh, being a good man is, right? You know, someone asked me one time, mm. it was that whole period of, like, you know, Andrew Tate, like, you know, yeah, like taking, that's a big in the internet culture. And someone, someone asked me, I mean, it's a, and every, people know Andrew Tate, you know, someone, someone, um, or Kevin Samuels was like big for a while. Yeah. Someone, like, someone asked me like, fit like, and fresh like are you, fit. are you an alpha, alpha man? I mean, I heard a bit of like what they describe as alpha males, beta males and yada, yada. So I'm a Jesus man. Yeah. And like, that's I mean, the best man to be. And, that's the I, I can't say it any any cooler than that. It's corny and that corny is the only way nah, it can it's come hard. Out. It's hard. Because and I said to them, I said, because all of these things that you're describing, like Jesus never fit any of those models. Yeah. He never did. The 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 people that expected that he was tiptoeing everywhere, like super quiet. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He said some of the most like tough and challenging things and even went as far as like to whipping, people's faces whipping too. people like whipping people in the in the whipping them in the temple that's wild right but on the flip side too <laughs> the same jesus bible says news uh, uh uh he sees what's going on with with people and he weeps you know yeah. so like yeah you can't you can't make me fit any mold that's inconsistent with the mold that christ has like design but yeah go ahead go yeah ahead. no and when and they, they, that's perfectly said i mean it's you and and without that that's why the word of god is so important and not, yeah. not just to men but like you know but it literally teaches all of us how to live yeah you know how to 
you know, if you don't have a father, if you don't have a mother, if, you, if they weren't active, if they're, you know, or if they were strung out on drugs or whatever, they weren't present. Like, yeah. it gives you how to be without yeah. having to have that experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, that's something that's really beautiful about oh, the word that's of God. Amazing. The that's transformative amazing. power. Amazing. Um, I think then, I think we, I need to emphasize that like if you feel if you feel what what Chris just said is so important if you feel like you didn't have the right background to learn how to be a man or to learn how to be a woman properly maybe you grew up in environments that did not give you the background that you needed the word of God has a perfect mold for you Amen I mean that's why I think like the culture <laughs> I'm gonna take it there like I, I think that's why like we have all of this confusion with sexuality and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, cause there's those, the, the box is, you know, men are supposed to be this and women are supposed to be this mm. and people are confused because they, they don't fit in that box. And they're mm. like, and so Satan takes advantage of that. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. You're not manly enough to mm. be a man. You're not womanly. And so then they identify, they find ways to identify, oh. they find like little plug outlets, so alternate outlets to, yeah, plug, into. to plug into. Yeah. And it's like the word of God will fit all of that and, and show you how to become what you didn't have. And it becomes the only like the only mirror you know that reflects the real the real you yeah amen wow that's amazing man that's amazing and uh you said you said a lot about like the impact of even community what what do you think now like looking back on the past three years if you know um someone that's that said to themselves you know i'm going to be a christian without without a church you know i i don't think i need a church it's it's what's your like it's a losing battle. Off the cuff. It's it a is losing a losing battle. No, it's a losing battle because you have, I wanted to quit a million times. I called you. I've called Pastor Debbie. I've been like, I want to quit. I'm done. Right. And, and it was most of the time because I was on, I wasn't processing my own, like thoughts that were mine and thoughts that weren't from me, mm. from Satan trying to influence me or from outside influences. I wasn't processing them in a, in the right mind or I was process, processing them emotionally. Right. And I needed that, that person that, that cared about me that I, and, and that's the thing you like is when you, when you have the Holy spirit, you have discernment about who really cares about you and who doesn't care about you, mm. who has motives. Right. Mm. Um, and like you, when, when you have the community of and support, you're, you're able to move forward because, um, with, with, I mean, with just without that support, m- most people will crumble. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but doing things alone is really hard. When mm. when there's no encouragement, mm. it's next to impossible. That's why the word of God is has so much encouragement in it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's literally a book of encouragement for the most part and wisdom and knowledge. And the leaders around you are always going to compare your experience to the word of God. And if you don't have the knowledge to plug in, they're going to pull it up for you and be like, this is what the word of God says about your circumstances mm. here. And then what is, and then what does that say? What does that say to you? And I had no choice, but to agree with that, with the wisdom of God. Yeah. If I'm looking at it objectively. And so that's why I would just keep coming back. And, that's amazing, man. And now I stand on, you know, now I can walk on my own with the Holy spirit. Cause I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I mean, not saying that like, I'm not consulting you anymore. I'm not consulting. I still have, I still you're love more my, stable. You feel like you're more established. I'm now. stable now. Yeah, yeah. Like the things that used to shake me don't shake me anymore. And now I have the word in my heart, my spirit enough to when things come to me, I'm like, no, oh, the word of God says this, yeah. the word of God says this Satan chill. Yeah. Back, back, <laughs> back, back, to, back to the pits that spawned you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, that's amazing, man. That's, that's, uh, this is, this is very like, this has been a very, um, 
it's like a warm uh, cup of hot chocolate on a on a cold wintery on a day. Cold wintery day right. for me. This Curled conversation, up in a yeah, yeah. yeah. This is just like so. That's so, an awesome compliment. So, so really, really, really warming. That's that's inspiring. So what about those that may have experienced church hurt, hurt? Mm. whatever that looked like? Because people people talk about you know being hurt in church or in churches. You know, what would you say to you know those kinds of people? Um. Some say some advice that I, I I've known for a while is try to never take anything personally because you don't know what everybody's going through. And the thing in, in the certain in the, in, in the church, everybody's growing. Mm. Everybody's growing. We forget that even pastors are growing. Mm. So it's like if somebody does something that makes you feel a type of way or hurts your feelings or whatever. You have to forgive them, you know, like, you know, and sometimes give, grace. give give them grace. Right. And, and, and at the end of the day, sometimes what they said is good for you to hear, you know, and, hmm. and, and, you know, there are times when I've, there's many times where the word of God offended me. <laughs> there's many times where I went to God and I was like, God, this sucks. I don't want it. I don't like that. This says this. You know, like, but I like that though. Like, what you just described is a relationship that many people don't even know that they can have with God. By the way, oh, like being that bold that's a, and talking that's, to him that that's way? a privilege we have. Because yeah, because I mean, he knows, right? He knows what I'm thinking, Ari. That's the way I've always yeah. thought of it. It's like he knows what I'm thinking. Yeah. So like, what's what's it hurt that I say it out loud? Yeah. He probably he wants me to say it out loud. Yeah. He doesn't because then he can guide me, right? Like, and and that's what I want. I always wanted an intimate relationship with him. So so you know, I'll be like. I talk to him very freely, like in the sense of like, I don't get this. This doesn't make sense. This sucks. This isn't, I don't like this, you know, whatever, whatever. Or, or if somebody's ministering to me and I don't like what they have to say and the same feeling comes up, I have to ask myself, well, why do I feel that way? Hmm. What, what is it about that? That makes me feel that way. And, and is it about what's been said or right. is it about what I've built in myself? Yeah through the year like a story that maybe i'm telling myself yeah. or like a trigger of something that i haven't dealt with yet yeah you know and and lo- most times you know if i can get the courage to go and talk to my pastor and be like hey like when you said this like there's so many times me and pastor debbie have been like i'm like pastor debbie I, you said you said this and i felt this way and and it's so humbling one it's really humbling to be in that position to be vulnerable like that's that. actually really good but then when she but then she'll come at me and be like oh and like we'll hash it out and it'll be like a beautiful moment where like i'm like oh i feel like we're closer now and i feel like i better understand what you were trying and i better understand her and she better understands me and now we're stronger in communication because we were able to actually get past that and work through it not just you know let it sweep it under the rug and harbor it for a long time you know and that's that's what happens where people leave church and you know that, i mean that's really what church hurt is is when you just don't deal with something yeah and you just let it eat you from the inside yeah yeah Oof. there's great, a lot of, a lot of stuff here great episode man great talk um you, you you wanted to share your uh best advice my best advice um i wish that the world was better at not I wish the world was better at at accepting knowledge and teaching from everybody and not just people that look like them. Wow. Not just, not just people that make you feel comfortable, but people that challenge you. Wow. You know, I feel like, I feel like it's so, we, we get so wrapped up in getting offended 
or feeling comfortable that we don't like step out of our comfort zone enough. Mm. And when you get to know people for who they are and not judge them by how they look or their background or that they're similar or different than you or if they have different opinions and, you know, we we miss out on so much opportunity to grow and learn from each other and broaden our own horizons because people that have different backgrounds and experiences than you and challenge you those people are always going to make you those those people are going to make you stronger and better because you're going to see things from a way that you never would have had you never would have even contemplated on your own right yeah so I, I would just love to see that you know that's amazing we're such an extremist world yeah you know like we're republican democrat we're we're we always try to box things in one place and it's like there's so much new everything is nuanced yeah there's gray everywhere so um you know with the word of god like you can discern how you're and, supposed and to be and and i and i hear what you're saying because a lot of like the way the world is going right now people don't even want to have conversation right they just shut like, down if you're different just than shut me. down when they're different mm-hmm. and i think it's one of the things that i find really really cool about you by the way so um being you know uh, a person of, of of color as it were like being in a certain skin mm-hmm. you find yourself um often in, in environments where you're um, the minority in some spaces, at, at least for me, right? Yeah, sure. And um, I've always like, weirdly, I'd always wonder that I hardly ever see the reverse. Am I the only one that has thought about that? Like I've hardly ever seen, like I hardly see um, uh, uh, maybe a Caucasian person in a in an environment where the, the minority amongst people of color Am I, have you, have you guys thought about that? Or is, was, is that just me? Yeah. That's what I, and, and, and that's, and that's why, that's what, so I said that to like really talk about like how, for me, that's like inspiring, like that, because in a way, like, you know, people of color are forced to really like listen. Yeah to everyone mm. right there's really not much of a choice based on like we you know where you find yourself but you even being in a um uh, a church environment for instance where you know everyone doesn't really look like you and you're not like you you actually fit right in it's <laughs> quite amazing hey. you know, to me and, and i'll tell you why that's amazing to me because um christians in particular have to realize that the strength of who we are is our spirit that's the one that the bible says is neither jew nor greek neither bond nor free neither male nor female that one on the inside that new creation that the bible says is the only thing that matters we need to as the body of christ realize that that's the most important and if we can't model that for the world if we cannot model that for the world how do we expect the world that hasn't in them the seed of love to be able to respond to one another it's not impossible. It's literally impossible. Like we have to model that. Yeah. That's wow. deep. That's deep. Wow. Great talking to you, Chris. Yeah. I really, th- I feel like we need to have an, an another episode. I'm imagining a Christmas episode with hot chocolate. Let's go. And, if um, we don't do that, I'm going to be mad. You know, you know, you know those, like literally. Now that I say it. If we don't get a fight, a fireplace. We have to. And you know those things <laughs> that people wear, like the, the snuggie, blankets? Yeah. snuggie blankets. Yeah. Like, have the snuggie right. on with like hot chocolate <laughs> and like just talk. Let's go. Fireside chat for real. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would love that. 
I want marshmallows we'll in my do chocolate. It. Can I get marshmallows in my we'll hot chocolate? We'll do it. Yes yes, 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 yes. We'll get you marshmallows. Thanks everyone for um, participating. If you're watching or if you're listening, remember we really, really love your feedback. Reach out to us at atypicalpodcast.show. That's .show and not .com. And you can also email us at hello at atypicalpodcast.show. And we are atypicalpodcast.show on all social media platforms, especially King's Chat. Any final words? Have a great evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Do you have anything you're advertising? Do you have music, new music coming out? Oh, oh, um, yes, I do have this song called, uh, coming out pretty soon called For Your Word. So check for that on Instagram. It's going to be on all major streaming services, but when I drop it, it's going to be on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music. And, and what's your name on it's, those platforms? It's Chris Rose, like the flower, mm-hmm. and then Royce. Chris, Chris Rose, Rose Royce. Royce. Yo. Yeah. So check that out. And I'm working on an album, but it's going to take some time. Awesome. Awesome. Yo. Thanks again, guys. Give us your feedback. We love to hear it. And remember to like, share, and subscribe. Take care, y'all. God bless you.